The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to remind people about what Billy Han, the CEO of Dublin Bus, had to say before a transport committee today. He suggested that Dublin needs to reduce its car congestion and go on a car diet that it would hopefully improve the the ability of our public transport to perform. Michael Pigeon is a Green Party councillor and he's with me in studio. So, Michael, does the capital need a car diet? 100% yes. And I think the reason why it was the CEO of Dublin Bus who was saying it is because we know that's what delays buses. That's what makes your buses unreliable. That's what makes them sometimes too slow. It is because they get stuck in traffic. And it's not ponies and carts they're stuck behind. It's not uh, just loads and loads of other buses. It's in the main. It's because there's too much car traffic on our streets. So what does a car diet look like in your mind? I think in practice it means just giving proper priority to buses. So if you know, for example, if you know the 145 bus, it's a bus my mum gets, it comes in from Bray into town and it's brilliant. It bombs in, goes along the N11 and it's got pretty much uninterrupted priority all the way up until I think the end of Leeson Street, uh, all the way from Wicklow, which is pretty impressive. Um, and that bus works really, really well because it's given priority. So a car diet in the Dublin, in Dublin city centre would mean uh, giving less space uh, to private cars and more space to the real workhorse of getting people into the city, which is Dublin bus. So, I mean, is there any need then for or carrot or stick, you know, kind of financial incentives or disincentives? Or is it simply about just assigning more space on the road for those buses that that simply would do the trick? I, I, I hope it does, because I think that's that's probably the first step we want to take is just try and make the city a better place for walking, a better place for cycling and also just give buses priority. Uh, you're always going to have car access to everywhere. You can always drive to somewhere. But we know that about two thirds of cars in the core city centre at any given point are driving through the city to get to somewhere else. And so with those cars, that's the that's the that's the fat we want to hit on the diet, if you know what I mean. They're the cars we want to reduce and make space for all the stuff you want to see in a city. Uh, uh, pop on those uh, earphones there, because uh, Shane O'Donoghue is with us. He's the editor for CompleteCar.ie. Um, uh, Shane, I assume kind of in a, in a perfect world you would agree fewer cars would make the city a, a, a better place, a cleaner place, and a more enjoyable place to pass through and spend time in. Oh, 100% agree. Um, I live in Dublin as well, quite close to the city centre. Um, I spend a lot of time there and it would be a far better city if there was less cars and everybody could rely on public transport and cycling and walking, etc. That is the ultimate aim. But we're nowhere near ready. The public transport, and, I, and I, I'm kind of aghast hearing the CEO of Dublin Bus saying this when public transport is just not fit for purpose. We've said this several times um, on News Talk and it's a major problem. And whereas there's quite a few big capital projects coming down the lines and they're very far away, but that's another for another day, perhaps we need those and they will hopefully eventually encourage drivers not to drive. Big point here is that drivers aren't driving through because they want to, because they love their cars, because they like the status around things, because they don't really feel like they have another viable choice. And purely focusing on buses here. Um, your other commenter here saying that all it's all down to trotter traffic. That's just not true. There's been a major problem with recruitment um, of bus drivers, of mechanics. Um, the, there's been a massive change in some of the services. Um, like so in the name of Bus Connect, for instance, mm. there's a big change in local services. And uh, we locally are <laughs> affected by that quite badly, actually, where my kids go to school by bus. Um, and now the same route for, for, you know, decades, people have gone from this area to a certain area f- um, in school for schools. And now because of the bus changes, and this is still in Dublin city centre, by the way, this isn't far away. Because of these changes, suddenly parents are reverting back to using cars again because the bus service is so poor. 
Now, that's not because the buses are held up in traffic. It's because it's been changed. The whole service being changed. The routes have been changed. One point that your other commenter aside, just one last thing there. One point I like to pick up on as in bus services and sorry, bus lanes. Um, and I agree with that. But what we badly need is more, um, you know, stopping motorists using the bus or bus lanes that we have. I think mm. they're not being used to their fullest at all. Yeah. And that's a major problem. Okay. Before I go back to Michael Pigeon on, on, on those issues around kind of recruitment and resources, would you not accept the logic that, you know, there are people sitting in their cars saying, oh, I would get the bus you know, if, if if it was more reliable without realising that they are the reason it is less reliable. You know, that 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 that, that if more people just got out of the car and got onto the bus, that ser- the service, just b- by people doing it, would make it more reliable because there'd be more space on the road. Well, there's, there's certainly be a percentage. Um, that there's some certainly some percentage of that, but I, I just don't believe that that's a big enough reason for okay. it. And it's not just about unreliability. It's it's inconvenience. It's not just a case of, oh, is there one going to be coming in 15 minutes, 20 minutes? Oh, no, it isn't there again. It's not just that. It's that there isn't a bus from A to B or A to B to C, wherever. And it's quicker in a car, far quicker in a car and more convenient and more reliable. Michael, yeah. I mean, that question of convenience. That's what it always comes down to. It doesn't totally. it really like, you know, I mean, that there are people, you know, like yourself who, who would um have kind of a, a very principled view about the need to kind of to use public transport. And for most people, I, what am I getting at? I'm getting at the point that for most people, they don't think deeply. Uh, and that's not to be dismissive. I'm absolutely in this category. We don't think too deeply about the impact our modes of transport have on society or the environment. We simply want to get to A to B in the most convenient yeah, way. Yeah, and I, if the car is the most convenient way, we'll just do that. Absolutely. But the, I, I don't want people to have to think too deeply about transport. That should just be a way of get, getting around. And the easiest and quickest route should be the sustainable one. That, that's what I'm trying to, trying to say. But for me, this isn't a question of principle. It's a question of maths. Like on, on, a, on a piece of road, say on the Quays at rush hour, uh, the space a bus takes, you'll have maybe two cars. On average, that's probably between the two cars have three, maybe four people. The bus is going to have 90. So just pure pure maths or pure democracy, whatever way you want to look at it, the bus should be like a foreign president visiting the city. You know, everyone step aside, the bus is coming through because there's 90 people on it rather than kind of one or two people mm. uh, in each car. But what I'm talking about is actually making the bus more convenient. The reason cars are often more convenient isn't totally inherent. It is a little bit, but it's also in part because we've given up so much space to them. Because we've made services like the bus, uh, you know, a, a bit second tier, a bit second rate. Because we've done that, 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 that's because we've given so much space to the car and so much priority to them. It, it, it's interesting when you look back at the tram network that Dublin City used to have, it was really extensive, really far reaching. Mm. A lot of the problems it was having was the trams were getting caught up in the ever increasing car traffic of the time and people gradually stopped using the trams. Because why would you? If you're going to sit in a box for two hours, it may as well be your own box. That's perfectly reasonable. But if you've got a bus or a tram that is quick moving, like say the Lewis's or the Dart is or commuter rail or good bus routes are, mm. I think a lot of people use it because the convenience, if you get the speed of a bus up, the convenience starts to switch quite quickly because even if it's 10 minutes longer, if you've got a 40 minute commute, you don't have to pay attention. You can fall asleep, you can have a read, you can listen to a podcast, you can just kind of daze off. Whereas if you're in, your, if you're in a car, I know this because I drive sometimes, if you're stuck in traffic, the kind of stop start thing, it's absolutely tiresome and it turns, it makes, it makes me very cranky anyway, certainly been stuck in traffic. So I think, I think moving to a more convenient system is one where there is high mm. speed buses, not just reliable ones, but ones that go faster than car traffic. And, and how important is Bus Connects in that journey? I mean, do you think is, it, it is the correct next step? 
Uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. There's two parts to bus, bus Connect. So one is redesigning the bus routes, which I know some people, and I have some people in my own area as well who don't, don't like all of those changes and we can certainly argue about them. But the big change with Bus Connects is what's currently being held up and on board Planola, but hopefully will come through soon, which is a massive network of bus priority gates and lanes across the city, which is going to make the bus you know, in, in some cases, you saw journeys going from 40 minutes to 20 minutes. Like it'll make the bus a lot, lot faster to give it proper priority and proper speed. Uh, you know, the, the, um, the other commenter there made a point about, you know, recruitment. And, and that's certainly going to be a challenge. But mm. the more time we have bus drivers sitting in a bus that is stuck in traffic is a bad use of that person who's been recruited. So they've recruited something like 700 and something people uh, since since January last year. Um, but we're probably we're, we're we're certainly going to need more. But for the staff we have, we have to make sure they're being mm-hmm. used well. And sitting in traffic in a bus, it's not a good use of the time. Uh, uh, Shane, um, to what extent do you suspect that the 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 layout of the city and, and how it has developed uh, kind of works against encouraging more and more people to use public transport? So you know the example being that you know um, that the the companies who ran the rail lines in London became property developers and built houses around the station so that people then would find it more easier to commute in and out of town by tube rather than by road. We we haven't had that experience here. No, unfortunately not. I mean, it would be great <laughs> to think we could drop something like the the London tube system into the Dublin Greater Region. I mean, that'd be amazing, but that's just not practical. Um, so we have to work with what we have. I mean, I, I do agree with the bus connects theory of um, increase or reducing bus speeds and uh, or sorry, increasing bus speeds and reducing bus journey times. Absolutely. Um, I just don't think it's working and it's, it's, it's just focusing purely on buses, um, which the routes they're taking is, is not convenient. This is, this is my point on that really. Um, that it's at the expense, uh, that you've got these big long commuter routes and big spines, which look amazing on paper, but mm. it, it's, it's at the expense of local routes, which people used to rely on. And those local people now are reverting back to cars again. So that just seems like a backward step. Um, absolutely. I, you know, I agree here with uh, Mr. Pigeon that we, we should have uh, a really good fast bus network, but uh, I really d- strongly believe that the focus should not be on, you know, penalizing drivers. B- drivers don't want to be stuck in traffic. If they had a, had an alternative, they would use it. And I don't believe that by penalizing them further, that's going to make them use the other, the other forms of transport. I, I just think it's the wrong way around to do this. Michael? I think it's chicken and egg. Like, you can't have a good bus service if you've loads of traffic in the city centre. Town is built, the keys are built, we're not going to double them in size, we're not going to pave over the Liffey. If if you want fast buses, you have to get everything else out of their way. And unfortunately, most of the time, that's cars. Michael Pigeon, Green Party Councillor, Shane O'Donoghue, editor of completecar.ie. Thank you both uh, very much for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.